Welcome to Screen Talk, IndieWire's weekly movie podcast. I'm Eric Cohn, the executive editor and chief critic, joined as always by Ann Thompson, our editor at large, for the final podcast of this incredibly short Oscar season that somehow feels really long, don't you think? I feel like we've been talking about these movies a while. It's always the case. It's always like this. Um, um, it's just been more frenetic and strange. And it's almost over. I'm glad it's almost over. The only problem, though, is that I have been talking to Academy members, and we've done, a, I've done a couple of um, anonymous ballot interviews, which only serve to throw you off because you know each of these people does not represent the entire 84, 69 uh, voting members um, of the Academy, but they are complaining that the, that the site crashed uh, the day before their ballots were due, that they had to watch the shorts, mostly on their computer, especially if they didn't have Apple TV, um, and that uh, they didn't have time. A lot of them diligently were catching up with with these short categories and uh, the different, uh, you know, the more arcane categories, which would include animation and um, documentary. Most of them have seen the big features. So I think it really hurt the process. And I think everyone is very glad that this short season will not be repeated next time. I have to tell you, <laughs> I have to tell you, thinking about the on Tuesday, the deadline of the of, of Oscar voting at the same time that all these blaring headlines about the chaos of the Iowa caucuses were going around really did not put my faith in any Technology. kind of voting process. I know. Yeah, exactly. It's just it just feels like the, the difference. And the Iowa with Iowa caucuses are also comparable with the, with the way that they reassign. They, if, if you don't get enough uh, votes, you have to go find another group yeah to join. it's incredibly it's confusing like the preferential ballot <laughs> I, and well the the difference obviously is that once the iowa caucuses are over the race continues and now we got to wait with bated breath for for a super tuesday in this case it's like well it sounds like it's a confusing process but something's gonna happen one way or another and we won't really know at the end of the day you know how close things were or anything like that was no, all we, we can never, see are we the never winners do. you can tell though you can tell you can you can re- i mean this is what we'll be doing on monday morning after we attend we're going our, eric and i are both going to the oscars on sunday night with our editor-in-chief dana harris and our publisher james israel and um i think we're all looking forward uh, after all of this to to the parasite after party at the soho house <laughs> well i think it's going to be certainly the thing i always love about these parties is the ones right beforehand where you can kind of like everybody's got their poker faces on from the from the nominees to, to the various uh, people working on these campaigns. And then the immediate aftermath where it's like you just it, there's the people who look kind of sheepishly like, whoops, we didn't quite get there. And then there's the people who are like stunned. And it, it's just a very spe- specific it's set of emotions. It's an invitation for the entire town to get very drunk. Let's just put it yes. that way. Well, there's also um, lots of drinking. Yes, but, but um, I mean, we've got, we've got various parties to look forward to in the next uh, few days. But um, one of the things over the next few days, uh, you know, leading up to, to the Oscars, is of course, the Indie Spirit Awards on Saturday. And it's fun. Um, it, 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 this is the second year in a row where I get the real sense that because of the way they sort of went indie with their nominations, the uh, also rands that didn't get nominated for the Oscars have a chance to win. Someone like Adam Sandler or Jennifer Lopez could go up there and, and collect a win on, on Saturday. 
Yeah, it's I, I gave the Spirit Awards a hard time a few years ago for kind of imitating the Oscars or, or setting the stage for the Oscars, but it is nice to see when they divulge. Although in this particular case, those people really could have been nominated. What I've appreciated about both the Spirits and the Gothams is when you're in a situation where people are winning or nominated at least who would have no chance in hell because, you know, their distributor doesn't have resources or the movie's too out there or no, whatever. No, it's nice but, to put something like you know. Caldwell out there, um, you know, or, or, or premature or, the or whatever farewell. it is. Yeah. The farewell, um, which I let's think get was into, all which Let's get thinking. into our picks here. Um, uh, so, so we short have to. film, live action. Um, uh, you you did your homework and you wrote up all of these categories. So I've seen them all. But what you yeah, like, Eric, is not always what's going to win. Are you able you don't say. to override your own per- personal preferences to to pick the winner? Or why don't you do this? Give us the one uh, you like best <laughs> and the one you think will, and I'll give you the one that'll uh, win. But here's the thing, and I don't have anything on the line. I will gladly be wrong and celebrate a movie that I think should win, and then maybe I'll get lucky, and it does. Remember when I said that I thought Moonlight really deserved it, and so I'm just going to say Moonlight's going to win, and then something weird happened? So maybe with the short films, quality really could make a difference because you watch all of these. It's not – I think to some degree – they're all yeah, yeah but I, I do feel like when you watch these, you can kind of tell what the the front runners are. And the short film categories, all of them are fascinating, actually, because they're fairly diverse and they're international. And they, yeah, and they have so many different other cultures, which yeah. are really kind of fascinating. It, uh, to some degree, it's closer to what I think a lot of us would like to see the Oscars yeah, look like. Well, grown. that brings up so. a whole other debate, which we'll get into later. I, wanted, yes, I definitely yes, want to get sure. into that with you. So, so let me tell you, so short film. So I would say... Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see Marshall Curry nominated again. This is his directorial debut for The Neighbor's Window. But I'm going to go with A Sister, which is a, a French uh, thriller, basically. It, it, it takes place all over the course of a 911 call. So Did it's you sort ever of like see that, The Guilty? Um, the Danish it's very sim- it's, it's very similar to The Guilty. It is very similar Doesn't to that. Doesn't it feel a little bit like a ripoff? Well, I mean, maybe, but I, but I don't know how many people are going to see it in that context. I'm, I'm just telling you what I think probably could win. But I also think that even if it is using that premise, it does it very well. And, uh, and it's incredibly well acted. Well, but one of the, our the anonymous film, yeah. voters actually said that Saria would win because uh, the, the fact that real life um, refugees play the roles of the ones that, that are victimized in, in the movie. Um, I think that if there's a spoiler in this category, it's the longest film, which is Brotherhood. A Tuni- it's a, set in Tunisia, and it's got these uh, this guy coming back to his family after going to Syria and fighting with ISIS. I actually think that Brotherhood could be the winner because it's actually uh, t- ticks all the boxes, beautifully made, beautifully acted, incredibly upsetting, a portrait of the cyclical nature of violence in these in these cultures. Um, I think they could go for that one. But some people so really like the Nefta Football Club, which is the Shaggy Dog yeah, comedy it's charming. entry. It's charming. You know? It definitely is. I mean, I think it is a, a, t- a surprisingly tough category to call in that respect. Uh, you know, it's like I could also tell you the Brotherhood is a little too long, has a few too many twists. But I don't know what a difference that that's going to make. And I think the Neighbors Window is very well acted and, and smart in in the way that it's dealing with um, you know this kind of suburban rear window kind of vibe. We're not going to say suburbia. It's yeah, a suburban yeah. story with a twist. Yeah, but yeah. I will say that that's the white movie. 
Of course, just saying. I mean, I, I, for whatever that's worth. I mean, if, if I that, think that's, if that I think that's a, a negative in in a very diverse category like this. I just feel like they tend to. First of all, they go with the movie that makes them cry. Which one of these yeah. is the well, one that's a real actually, tearjerker? A lot, a lot of them are. Well, not 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 a sister necessarily. I think that one's just very memorable because it's thrilling. But. Um, yeah, I mean, Brotherhood and and Neighbors Window both are tearjerkers. Actually, so they are. It's um, it's an interesting question in that respect. But yeah, I mean, so I, sorry. I, I'm okay with sorry that. Sorry, as All a right. tearjerker too. All right, we spent we too long spend on this the whole night on this. All right, so short film animated. In this case, I know the front runner is Hair Love because everybody says it is. But I'm with you. I think Memorable is the best. Yeah, one. I think the 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 issue is. I mean. First of all, the there 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 have been people who have this issue with the the kind of cliche of conflating black women and, and hair issues, which it, which is a whole other can of worms, but is 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 something, and it's it's a very lighthearted one. It's really the only one that is that lighthearted. Even Kitbull, which is charming, uh, is 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 kind of dark in parts, but memorable is is just it's the most robust of them, and it's just so emotional. It kicks you in powerful. the gut, and I think older Academy members are going to respond to it and it actually falls in line with other movies that have won in the past like and this. visually and visually it's a, it's all Stunning. made of paint it's a painter losing his mind and it's all made of paint so, it's gorgeous right. and it's really Dark. artful yeah yes. all right we're gonna so, move on from there short subject Dark. documentary this is a case again where there's an obvious front runner which is learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl which was shot in afghanistan over five years and won the idea for a uh, documentary short and then the one that I think is the best one, which killed me, just haunts me to this day. And that's the Korean film In the Absence, which is about this ferry liner that tips over and the people who are in charge of saving the people literally stall and don't save them. It's the one that makes me the most angry, but it's also really well made. It's the best filmmaking in the category in the sense that it's using so many different factors it's got our our archival and the interview with the the parents of the children who drowned and all this kind of stuff i mean how many people actually go there with it i'm I'm curious about i mean that it's it's a tricky category again because there are some more conventionally uplifting ones st louis superman being most obvious and it has sheila um, nevins behind it at mtv so, so that I, I to me that seems like it could be a real front runner. I mean, you got Walk Run Cha Cha, which is which solid, is very moving, but, very moving. Yeah, and I even enjoyed learning to skateboard in a war zone about Afghan girls who learn to skateboard, but it's it's a little too long and stuff. So I think that St. one makes people nasty. cry though, which is what yeah, I it does, I have and to it's got a good yeah. There there is that, but so does St. Louis Superman, and and I think that's a really tight piece of filmmaking too. Yep, so, absolutely. All right, VFX. This actually is a tough category for various reasons. It has to do with the fact that last year you would have thought that Avengers Infinity War would win, but it didn't. And some people think Avengers Endgame is an obvious VFX-driven winner here, but um, and I don't think it's The Irishman, and I don't think it's The Lion King, mainly because although The Lion King deserves to win this in terms of sheer front-running innovative push through the you know the the high end of of delivery on this on this everyone resents the lion king they resent what it is or they didn't even watch it 
And then 1917 is the best picture contender. And so you could go in that direction and say that that's the one that's going to win or um, go with Avengers. I'm going to go with 1917. You can tell I haven't completely made up my mind because it's an invisible visual effects. I, I mean, if that happens, I, I could see the logic there and we could argue forever about whether or not the VFX and the Lion King are actually successful or they just make too realistic looking animals talking look even weirder than you would expect it to look. <laughs> I thought and it was and, extraordinary what they did. Rob Legato is, is a genius. Sure. Okay. And star Wars not, not happening. Irishman no. too divisive. Right. The thing about Avengers versus last year that I would say is that, I mean, you look at this movie and they, they leveled up because like everybody's in it and it was the big finale and it didn't get major category nominations, but this would be the one to acknowledge, yes, you did something amazing visually with this entire franchise. I know. So, I, I, I follow the logic completely. Uh, there's a there's an old wisdom that sometimes it's the one that's the best picture contender and 1917, if it is as strong a contender as I think it is, has coattails. On the other hand, it could be winning other things. And maybe this isn't the one that it's going to win. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, Eric. I, it could go. It, it could be either one. Could be either one. Well, it's not going to be a tie. Year, I will tell you, First Man won, which That's is a true. shock, and it which wasn't was, even was a Best Picture contender, and nobody expected it. And that it's was a, a case of the people recognizing how well done the visual effects actually were. Well, giving him and they did credit. They did. They did campaign for Avengers Endgame. So you know, yes, it's, the, uh, the Marvel people have 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 had a taste thanks to um, Black Panther. They've exactly. had a taste of Oscars. They used to not care. They used to not right. uh, campaign. So that's another reason why people may be inclined to give it to them. But on the, I, mean, I guess my question here really is, is 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 there or does everyone want to give Marvel? Uh, points and credit and an Oscar or, or not. Maybe they don't. Maybe there's resentment now along well, the lines of I don't Marty know. Scorsese and, and Disney dominating and all that well, kind of feeling. But the thing is, it's like, if you're going to acknowledge something that it does well, this would That's be the category you acknowledge. So, all right, let's do sound mixing. You may be right. <laughs> you may be right. All right. Th then this category, the, the conventional wisdom has, uh, this is between Ford v. Ferrari and uh, 1917. And I believe uh, that Ford v. Ferrari is going to win both of these two categories, uh, sound Man, mixing and, and editing. It's always funny. We talk about this every year, how like most people don't know the difference between these two categories. And they're becoming like, they more and more it. alike now. They're going to meld them. They're going to merge them. And next year, Eventually. there only is going to be one category. Right, right. Which makes sense. And that's why, why it could go for the same film. Although, man, I would love to see Ad Astra win in this category. That movie, I really was paying attention to the sound the whole way through. And it was, it's really quite something. That's a but, question of how many people actually saw the film. I, I, I applaud the sound mixing branch for actually the sound branch for actually nominating it because it, yeah. it deserves it. But you have the whole Academy voting for this now. And they may want, the one that is the best picture contender here is Ford v. Ferrari, which is a right. very popular movie, which is not considered to have sufficient gravitas to win best picture, but is ex what it did with the, you know, putting the mics inside the 
axle of, of the real car and all the stuff they did to get the sounds right uh, was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a no-brainer. So we'll just skip past sound editing and head right into production design, which is a fascinating category this year, given Parasite being part of the mix. And, uh, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in 1917 and JoJo, all these period pieces, the Irishmen that are very, very different. So what's it going to be? Is Parasite going to make history? I think the Parasite is actually going to win some things outside of Best International Feature Film, but I don't know that this is the one it's going to win. In the period category, they um, they went with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which would therefore be the, the favorite over uh, 1917 or JoJo or The Irishman. But in the uh, contemporary uh, category, uh, Parasite did well. So I, I'm actually going with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this time. Um, uh, there's a lot of affection for it. I personally think 1917 is amazing what they did, Dennis Gassner. Well, and, yeah, they also they created, a, they created an environment that you can interact with. From with this ongoing shot. They had shot, to. They so. had to build everything yeah. in order to and time it out. And it was a, one of the most cohesive, collaborative, all the departments, all hands on deck for every single shot. And Gassner really delivered. But I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is also stunning, you know, in every way. So Yeah, and, and um, you know, Hollywood, it's like people have been looking at the stills from that movie for a while and there's always stuff happening in the backgrounds. I mean, it's, just, it's a very vivid realization of that era. So. I think it calls I, I up a lot of nostalgia and a lot of affection. And I think it's not going to win a lot of other things. So this could be, this is, this is a very competitive category because Parasite totally deserves uh, to get in there too, but they don't tend to go with contemporary. They tend to go with period. All right. So original song, the only time you'll ever see Cynthia Revo and Elton John going up against anything ever uh, but it's a uh, it's a tough one, right? I mean, it's not. There's also a Frozen song. Into yeah, the it's unknown, not going to do so. anything. I think it's the. I think that there's. Everybody talks about how much they loved Rocket Man, like it got robbed, you know. Yeah. So this is their chance to um, actually give it something. And yeah, and I can see I that, and they, they want to give it to John too. Yeah, yeah. It's the Elton factor above all else. It seems like a no-brainer. So, and just having him—I mean, he's going to perform and stuff—and it just seems like all the everything's set up for that one. I so, I thought Cynthia Revo would have a, a, a good set of, of support too, just because she's nominated twice, and it would it would give a win uh, to yeah. Harriet. But I, I don't feel it. I'm not hearing it from no. anyone, just in terms of how they respond to that song. I don't think people are even. Yeah, they're not even talking about that song really. Yeah. So, all right, original score, that's a cool category, although this plot always gets nominated and John Williams always gets nominated. Randy Newman. So does Thomas is a Newman. Thomas, Thomas Newman is Newman. the one who has thirteen nominations and no wins, which gives him some leverage here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a but it, I have to say it's a really good category. All, I mean, be, aside from the John Williams score, Hilder. it'll be Hilder Guanajuato for Joker because she's been Wait, winning that's everything. That's a cool score. That's a good score. She won in Venice. She won at BAFTA. She won at the Globes. She won an Emmy for Chernobyl. She won the Critics' Choice. So I'm going to go with her. 
I really liked what Randy Newman did with Marriage Story. I don't think you can discount the Randy Newman factor in all this. There's a lot of affection I mean, for him, but he's won before, mostly in the yes, best song yes. category. But how many voters really remember who's won original score? They know. They know that. I know Google is helpful, but anyway. So well, so we'll see about that one. You're probably right, but I, but I would love to see a Randy Newman upset just because I think he did a great job with Marriage Story. Um, so makeup and hairstyling, that's an interesting one. Uh, the only category that has a little bit of Maleficent Mistress of Evil uh, screwing around with things. I'm not but. sure how many people actually <laughs> saw that movie. <laughs> but you know what it looks like. Come on. Angelina and, Jolie. And sequel, which I think is, is a negative. Right, right. So maybe Joker, maybe Bombshell. It'll be Bombshell. Because it's Casimiro, yeah. because he transformed yeah. Charlize Theron into Megyn Kelly. They're, it's weird, though, when you talk to people how they don't like Bombshell. So I, I have to, I have to say that I, I keep hearing that that they don't like the movie and therefore they wouldn't vote for it. But you it's can't an interesting. Um, how extra, I mean, also the Joker makeup is like clown makeup. It doesn't seem that sophisticated. And the, 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 if you go with the guilds, Bombshell would be the winner. Yeah, and it's, a, uh, it's the kind of thing that Vice had uh, you know, very easily, and people have compared them. It seems like it's falling into that rhythm. Or go so. back to Darkest Hour, and, and sure. uh, Gary Oldman is the same guy. Right, fat suits and all so that he stuff. So he won for that. Film editing. So that's, I mean, you, we've been talking about this a bit. Does Thelma... Uh, Schoonmacher had this one in the bag as easily as one might think, given that she is this iconic editor and the Irishman is three and a half hours that just keep rolling along. Or, I don't if know. If you like the Irishman, you give her credit for keeping you glued to your seat for three and a half hours, which I do in my case. Um, but I'm afraid that the Irishman has lost a good deal of luster and people think it's too long and they think they, there's some anti-Netflix stuff going on there. Um, and it didn't, you know, survive in theaters long enough to build up real momentum. So I'm going to, I'm going to say this is, uh, this is the one, I think this is the one that Parasite could win. Well, that would be super cool. I mean, Parasite certainly moves like wildfire. I mean, it's like one beat after the next and it's so slick and there's no fat on it. So that would be a very interesting moment for the movie. Also, over the course of the night, because you would you would know that it had a strong chance. But if it I'd wins be happy early, with either one. If it goes yes. with Ford v. Ferrari... That means uh, maybe Parasite isn't winning Best Picture. Best Picture, yes. <laughs> this may be the most uh, the most telling moment of the night, and they usually do it early. So yeah, yeah. you know, it'll be it'll, it'll be fascinating to follow the conversations inside the theater once that happens. So, right, what's your guess design. for uh, costume designer? Well, it's always funny. It's like Sandy Powell is like the rock star who always has the most colorful outfits in the room, and I and feel the like most a lot colorful of this hair. Yeah, and Mark Bridges, you know, he's very popular. He's, he's won. won twice They've already. They've both won a lot. I think, I mean, I'm 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 skewed towards Ariane Phillips, who who I had a little bit of interaction with over the season, but I I, I mean, she's been nominated once for the Madonna film, and I think she's got a much better shot this time for the same reasons why we were talking about production design before. I mean, it's just 
every detail of these costumes is so immaculately done. I mean, it's she a close it race between, I mean, actually, I think there's three uh, possibilities here. One is Jojo Rabbit. One is, which actually did well with the Costume Designers Guild, which didn't even nominate Little Women in period. Right, which and, is very strange. And Once Upon a Time uh, could do well, I, 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 for the reasons you're suggesting, but I actually think they're going to give this one to the overlooked director nominee, Greta Gerwig's movie, Little Women. Well, that would be nice, although I guess the question there is like, is it, is it too obvious? You know, I Little think Women it's is kind just... of a sexist thing that, that you give costumes to the girl movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It bothers me a little bit. I mean, I thought Jacqueline Duran did a perfectly good job and it's it's fine. I thought the, the costumes yeah, were just, a little cluttered, exactly. a little busy. It's not... Myself? Exactly. It doesn't feel like a game changer. Whereas with Hollywood, what, what Ariane Phillips seems to have done is, is sort of work in tandem with Tarantino's vision. Like it's not just trying to replicate the period. It's like riffing on the period. I would vote for that myself if it yeah, were me. And I'll colorful. cheer it if it wins. I do want Little Women to win something. I'd, la- I'd rather it win th- this than nothing. Right. Because I, uh, we're going to we'll get see. to the other categories in a, in a minute. Um, best Cinematography. That Obviously, we can the all lighthouse. vote for 1917 for Roger Deakins. No, Let's go no, 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 no. <laughs> they will have to win that at the Indie Spirit Awards, Eric. Exactly. I know. But it was pretty cool that it got in there in the first place. I mean, just in contrast to everything else. You're so else predictable. Here. It's like, give you a little uh, art house indie and you're going to go ecstatic over it. Well, it's just like a bonkers <laughs> movie. It was one of my favorite movies of last year because it took so many wild swings and, the, and the, what they did visually with that movie is it works in tandem with how crazy the shoot was. I mean, I'm sure 1917 was hard to shoot, but these people were, were like in, in the middle of were, the nowhere. They were in, it, they, those two movies could get the, the equivalent worst shoot ever award. Exactly. Like these guys were like battling the elements in the middle of nowhere. And that movie looks gorgeous. So yes, it is. I, I would like to see that, but I get it. 1917 Deacons is, is now, um, untouchable well, second, so, second Oscar stuff. for him and then documentary is a great category all five films are fabulous they all have supporters they all people I definitely was talking to people in the last week who are finally catching up to Edge of Democracy or for Sama or Honeyland there's a lot of people who love Honeyland but what's wrong here is that that's in two categories it's in the international category and in documentary so that kind of hurts it in a way um, the front runner is American Factory, uh, the one that the Obamas have backed, and um, the great Julia Reichert and her husband. But partner, they're, they're, yeah, Bonner. it is possible. I have t- heard a lot of people say that they love Forsama in particular. Forsama is the most upsetting. It's the one that makes you um, not intellectually upsetting, but viscerally and emotionally upsetting because you realize what these people went through. Well, uh, also a vote for Aleppo. this film. Yeah, and a vote for this film because it's like kind of like a diary film of this woman do, talking about her experience and addressing her daughter. It's like you're voting for her experience on some level. So That's I, right. I, I've, I've heard people say that, you know, it's almost like voting for a performance or something. Although I, I, all the films in this category, I think, are very strong. And there was a guy who so. from uh, England uh, 
who helped her to to put it together. Uh, she shot it, and then uh, she needed help from Edward Watts, I think his name is, uh, who helped her to, to uh, edit it together and make it into a, a good movie. Um, right. It's a great so movie. If it won, I would be thrilled, but I, I'm going to say it's probably American fact. So, so international feature, we can speed through that because it's obviously Corpus Christi. Um, <laughs> I had you for like half a second there. Right? I, I actually, uh, you know, we know it's pan- parasite. All right. So this is where this debate comes up. You've probably seen some of this on, on Twitter. It's a fascinating debate. There's some people who think that you could take uh, a movie that is nominated for both best picture and best foreign language film and ask the filmmaker to choose which category they really want to, to cont- cont- compete in. And, and that there seems to, there are people who seem to feel that there's something wrong with being able to compete in both of these categories. I do not see this argument at all. If Parasite is so strong and so robust and so popular and so fabulous that it actually, like Roma, deserves to be in the best picture race, why penalize it? We're also being in, in international yeah. feature film. I mean, what you're seeing is the tension of trying to internationalize the Academy and the voting process overall. I mean, the Academy itself has reminded people that films uh, from other countries are eligible for many different categories for a while. And you've seen progress in terms of, you know, I mean, look, Michael Haneke being nominated Best Director of Pablo Pawlikowski and stuff like that. It's just a question of, you know, what, what, what how the logic Applies, yeah, or, I guess. or ben, I mean, Antonio Banderas is nominated for Best Actor yeah, as well but as I, but I, should be for Pain and Glory. I mean, if, if Parasite is the best picture, it is the de facto best international film. But the international so. academy, see, people seem to think, and I find this fascinating, that the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences is somehow American. Yeah, that's just In xenophobia, fact, it is maybe not racism. American. I mean, there's an enormous statistic of how many British films and British uh, citizens have won the Oscar, how many uh, people from all over the world work in Hollywood or get rewarded for the films they make in their own countries. It is a very global and That's more than ever global. It's now almost it's 20% international. Shockingly, shockingly, um, certain old school establishment people can't see beyond their immediate surroundings. I mean, Hollywood was started by immigrants, so whatever. This is just, this is ridiculous. Okay. But then, let's right, move an, on. Animated feature is an interesting category because at the beginning of the season, you would have just gone, oh, Toy Story 4, go for it, Pixar. You know, win, win your, your 10th uh, <laughs> animated feature Oscar, go for it. And now I'm feeling a lot of like, don't give it to them, they've won already. It's another sequel. Give it to the only problem is which other one is has as many votes. Yeah, this one is very interesting because I would not have predicted Klaus even getting a nomination. I mean, it's it's it's, it's, it's actually accusing. lovely, Klaus. It's okay. I mean, I bet, it but it's a, but the, the range. It actually won the animation. And it, and but they like well, and, 2D. They favor 2D over there. Yeah, and How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World is probably the weakest of that series. It's very good. I liked it very a, much. Vis- it's, visually, it's, it's some moment. Visually, yeah, but I mean, just overall. But oh, in any case, I mean, you have these Missing these Link is the one where you have a distinction between how well made it is and how simple and sort of dumb yeah, the story it's is. Very, it's kind of straightforward. It's kind of, it's kind of silly. It's the stop action um, one. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and I lost my body is gorgeous. And that's I think the one that won the globe, which yeah, yeah. And my theory there was that the original beat out the sequels, basically. 
But I Lost My Body is lovely and I love it, but that's the adult art movie that many people may not have seen. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's a challenge. I mean, just the fact that it got nominated was pretty cool. And, and, and Netflix that's a real, has two. This is yeah. the first year Netflix that they've actually this. been in the race. And, I, and this was an acquisition for Netflix out of Cannes. I think right. this was a very cool thing that Netflix got, this animated film. It's a wonderful movie. I hope people actually so. look at it because it's but you're, great. You're probably right that Toy Story 4 has got it, and that's that's fine. I mean, that's, that's the way that franchise chugs along in a very satisfying clip, and well, you know, it's, it's got Let's to, just say so. that that's a, that's a category where there could be a surprise. Yes, sure. Because there have all been right. surprises all season in that category. Sure, and what will embrace it as long as it's not one of the weaker ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, best original screenplay. Uh, you can assume it's not Ryan Johnson as cool as it is that he got nominated. Uh, but you you were saying, I, I think a, a bunch of people were saying that after this uh, Parasite win at WGA, that it's got a real shot in this category. It has a shot of, of outdoing Tarantino. So Tarantino, as we've talked before, he he has de- he's desperate to win Best Director or Best Picture, but he may have to settle for for this one, um, and it would be his third. And and he everyone knows he's a great screenwriter. That's not the issue. He doesn't want that. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't does. want to be remembered. I mean, it would be better screener. to win than not to win. And he and right. I mean, he's been a, a fan of Bong Joon Ho since the beginning. Way before everyone else Memories found of out murder. about him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they if have you, dinner together. Watch... They they really like each other. And the other right. person who hangs out with him is Taika Waititi. You know, they've been traveling together to London and so on. He could win this. Uh, Bong Joon-ho, but it could also be Quentin. It could be either one. Man, back in the fall, we were like, Noah Baumbach, original screenplay, long last. You That's going to be an, a, an, a, a, an Indie Spirit Award. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. The, the signs were there when you really think about it because we had already seen the Tarantino at Cannes but, uh, and, and Parasite as well, although that campaign wasn't in full. Uh, it hadn't totally blossomed <gasps> yet. Douglas but. died. And well, I guess we better talk about that. Ooh, Jesus! You All know, right. this, that's this one of those things where it's real. just amazing, just astonishing that he's lasted this long. You know, what yeah, a guy! He, I mean, what a strong, it, tenacious guy. There's something about people like that. I mean, Kirk Douglas is obviously it's like you think about some of the roles that really stick with you from an iconic standpoint, like Spartacus. But there's also something representational about his legacy that I think is really fascinating, where it's sort of like he speaks to so many moments in Hollywood and and the, the capacity for the industry to survive all these different changes. It's almost like, you know, it feels like a. An, uh, the end of an era, even if he hasn't made movies in a long time. But he put so. himself on the line in many different arenas, not just in Spartacus, um, you know, in, in terms of fighting the blacklist and breaking uh, the, bla- the blacklist with Dalton Trumbo and, and actually, um, you know, stepping up to be a producer and, and really making some incredible movies before we knew what indie movies were um only the brave is that the name of my favorite one of these that's an incredible movie um black and white indie movie to the max you know anyone who hasn't seen that check it out and and of course ace in the hole which is the billy wilder movie oh man i mean one of the one of the great journalism movies of all time though i mean if they haven't seen it it's it's widely available you know criterion put out a great one so 
not a great copy not too long and then ago, one of so the great the great hollywood movies uh, the bad and the beautiful he can play a good so, guy or a bad guy somebody once said that the sign of a real movie star is the one who's dangerous yeah douglas yep. is always dangerous he walked right up to that line i mean it was like there's an edginess to his the the kind of masculinity that he represented on yeah, screen but he wasn't yeah and physicality but it wasn't but at the same time there was something kind of sympathetic about about how he came across at the same time so well that was that's an interesting development i guess we know one face that'll pop up in the in memoriam yes, tribute so it's, yeah, a, it's tough that's sad but, um, yeah. Okay, he was he was one of the greats. Um, all right, we're gonna go back. I guess we could edit back this to the into game. the thing. Yeah. So where it's, are we? It happened. So we let's keep in, it going. We were in screenplay, right? We did screenplay, and we're talking about it's either Hollywood or Parasite. Let's go into adapted screenplay. This uh, is interesting too because you have the one who just won the WGA and the BAFTA, Taika Waititi, for a movie that is a Best Picture contender that is very popular that won the um, Audience Award in Toronto and has chugged along nicely at the box office. It has not faltered. Uh, Searchlight has handled it perfectly. And it has Scarlet nominated in supporting, although that we'll see where that goes in another category. But this is the one it could win. And yeah, I that's think the problem with Greta with Gerwig and yeah. Little Women because a lot of people thought this was the one she could win. If, if you look at the like Twitter noise around Greta and stuff, you think differently than the kind of empirical evidence that you're talking about. And also that there are people who think the Little Women screenplay is confusing or whatever because of the structure it's of it, which I think is why it's good. I think it's that's really, the best part of it. I agree yeah, with yeah. you. I, I think what she what did it, had to be done with a movie that had been made eight times. I mean, she had to come up with a reason for us to, to look at this movie, and I think she did. Yeah. It's so a, by the way, it's a huge box office hit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's value there, but uh, at the same time, I there is opposition. So for stupid reasons, probably Jojo wins. I mean, I, again, I'm divided on it because no, you don't I like Jojo. I don't like the movie, but I, but I have been up until this point, really, really into the kind of sensibility and the fact that he's like this rising star in Hollywood is very interesting to me. So in that respect, I guess, philosophically, I'm supportive of it, although I, I think Greta deserves it more, but that's right. neither here nor there. It, it could go either way, uh, but I think it's probably JoJo at this point, and she gets costumes, I hate to say it. Supporting actress. This is interesting because there was a little poll, um, on, I think it was on Gold Derby, uh, asking people to vote for, uh, I think they put it out on Twitter, asking people to vote for which, which, which of the acting categories could have a surprise. And the one that everyone seemed to agree on was this one. Because as we know, all four of the actors in, in contention have won everything. They've all swept. They've won all the precursors, including Laura Dern for Marriage Story. And this could be the big win for Marriage Story. But if you were guessing, Eric, who could steal it from her? 
ScarJo, obviously, because she's nominated in two categories and has never been nominated before. There but you she's go. Not, that's not her great performance. I mean, if there was going to be an upset here, I'd say like Florence Pugh would be more deserving. She's not that popular. You know? I can tell. Uh, well, she's young. She'll get nominated like 50 more times. Exactly. She's that, that's great. the she's reason. Great. She's, t- she's extremely young. It's amazing that she got nominated. It's good. And she's she's great in that movie. But People I agree. love it's just Kathy like, Bates, too. But ScarJo Johansson, it's like, you know, she she's amazing in Marriage Story. I think it's her best performance. And in this one, she's doing this silly accent and stuff. So I, that would be a very strange upset to me. I, I'm going to go with Laura Dern. I think that that narrative has been set for so yeah, long. Would be I so, think you're right. So and I'm, all I'm, right. I'm not going mean, to. Here's the secret of all these ballads. You, you, you take a shot in a couple places if you want to be brave, but don't do it too often. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Supporting actor, Tom Hanks, obviously. First nomination, 17 years or whatever. Oh, Brad Pitt's nominated. Right. He won everything. So I guess uh, that's done and done. Sorry, Joe Pesci. It's almost too easy, this one. It's like the most, everybody knows Brad Pitt's winning an Oscar this year. If there's any certain thing at all, it's this one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an interesting one because he just seems to have, earned it so so effortlessly and and yet you know there's a performance there that happened to fit perfectly with his persona which of course is yeah. one of tarantino's great skills is knowing yeah. that you know and it's been fun watching i'm sure he'll have a fun speech and stuff so that's that's done and he's done. had a good right? speech writer all season yes <laughs> exactly he, no matter who he's presenting is the same right. thing renee zellger has won every single precursor and she'll win this too uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, she's good in the movie. The movie's just not good. I, I would love to it, see Scarjo. I thought that there was a here. chance that Scarjo could catch up because of Marriage Story being the better movie, the better beloved movie. But the problem, the problem is that Marriage Story peaked and has not sustained, so it doesn't help anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. It's too, bad. It's, it's, it's too bad, honestly, because that would be a, I mean, I, I just, I, it's, this she's is not a star it. power thing. It's she's her best performance. She's really good. Yeah. So, and, and what she throws herself into to do it is you can feel it on the screen. All right. Best actor. If I had to, if, the, if, if Antonio Banderas upsets after the whole Joaquin versus Adam thing, it, the, the world will explode, but it would be a really exciting explosion. It does seem like kind of um, like it's Joaquin the has bag. the edge. So. I've said this before. It's, I mean, I was rooting for Adam Driver, as you know, throughout, and at, at the same time recognizing what a great performance Joaquin has given. He um, crushed it. But it's basically, he's responsible for the movie being as good as it is. It's like Lincoln. It's like Daniel Day-Lewis and Lincoln. Yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, he's just, he's he's like Adam Driver plus a couple extra years, like in the sense of, he, he's, he's so widely respected. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so thing about done. the thing about um, about Joker is, is even though it has eleven uh, leads the field with eleven nominations, it may not win that many, and it may only win this. So that's another reason why this is the one it will win. Yep, yep. So, um, so I think the question here then is once we get into the best director category, is you know, it's all these different men who are, you know, range from revered auteurs to respected directors who are kind of stepping up into this category for the first time. But nobody's a total, you know, fresh faced kind of whatever. And um, and it could go well, a couple Todd of Phillips different ways. Is sort of a fresh face. Well, I mean, the, he, and Bong Joon Ho is sort of a fresh face. They're exa- in in exactly. It's like they're not they they ha- it's not like they always get nominated, but. 
they are they are respected filmmakers yes, in certain kinds of have, ways. They have established. So I'm themselves. sure I'm sure all of them are are getting different kinds of votes uh, to to varying degrees. If not Scorsese, just because maybe uh, he's he's too he's too iconic in a way and, and there's obviously Irishman defectors. I guess the stuff. problem for Scorsese is sort of A, the, the the idea that it's a familiar genre for him, B that that it's too long and he indulged himself on some level. And um, and C that the that the the, uh, the even the acting as good as it is 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 you know these familiar archetypes that we've seen before. So that seems to combine with the lack of theatrical uh, success of the movie to it's too bad because it should have been seen in theaters. It really should have. So it's, it, I know that you're going to predict Sam Mendes for this category. And it seems like that, that makes sense with Bong Joon-ho as a potential upset, but Bong Joon-ho really could be an upset in this category. That's there true. is because we've been talking about him so much. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a close one in that respect. Well, so I'll, I'll throw my weight there. Of how you argue the split between best picture and director. But I will say this in the past, the directing win usually in recent years has gone to the most technologically sophisticated tour de force film. And in this case, you also have Mendes having won the DGA and the PGA. Um, and that, that also gives him a lot of credibility here. Uh, Bong Joon-ho is, is, you could say, if 1917 is going to win Best Picture, that they could give director to Bong Joon-ho. But that is, Parasite doesn't fulfill that this is the most directed, super scale, uh, extraordinary thing. You know, it doesn't fulfill that. I think it does, but not the way that uh, the uh, Academy thinks about this. Yeah, there's a, the, it's just a more conservative safe bet is, 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 um, is to go for the, the Sam Mendes war movie. So fair enough. What's but interesting then, about 1917 that I find sort of fascinating is the idea that it has people who say that it's a conventional choice as if it were green book or something, which I don't understand because I actually think it's, it's not right, this year's green audacious. book, but I think it, yeah, I guess the thing is uh, that where that thinking is coming from to play devil's advocate is that it just in certain ways does fall into a more uh, familiar formula. It's just shaking it up. So it's certainly better than green book and, and, and not as problematic on a lot of ways. But but uh, but I can see where that logic comes from, obviously. Um, and I, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the movie. And it's overall. a familiar genre; it's a war movie. But but the thing is, is that what they did with it was so extraordinary and difficult and challenging that um, he really does deserve a, a lot of credit for pulling it off. Yes, yes. So fine. Right. Give him so best let's director. do best picture. It's obvious. You know, what I was thinking about looking at this list. How many movies are nominated? Where the best thing that could happen from the for the Oscars from a PR standpoint is if one of these movies won that nobody expects to win. Like if it's Little Women or Marriage Story <laughs> or even like The Irishman. Like, they are gonna win. <laughs> Imagine like the, the headline. And neither is Joker, and neither is Jojo <laughs> Rabbit. Although there's some people who want that to happen. And neither is Ford v. Ferrari. So it's between 1917 and Parasite with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood hovering in the mix. Or siphoning off votes from whatever ends up winning. Well, my so theory is, is that the, the steak eater vote, the, the good old boy vote, 
is going to be spread around between, you know, Ford and Irishman and Joker and Once Upon a Time. And then so, the art house vote is sort of Jojo and, and Little Women and, and, and Marriage Story and Parasite. Well, I love, to live, love living in a world where, where it takes you a couple other movies to get around to Parasite when you're listening to Art House Vote because Parasite has obviously transcended in some ways no the connotations of that. No question. It has become mainstream. No question. Which is I'm, amazing. I've gone over to the Parasite side, Eric. I know. Welcome to the club. It's I'm, exciting, I'm, isn't it? I'm excited, except that I'm the one who voted for Boyhood that year and Roma last year. So don't I know. Trust Should me. I be scared? Should I be scared? <laughs> no, but you know, it's like I whatever. I went for Moonlight when I said. I remember when I said that and it was knowing that I, that the conventional wisdom was that La La Land could win because I was like, I don't have as much on the line, and I like this movie. For for me, it's like the one thing I'm not sick of talking about, even in a very short Oscar season, is Parasite, because we were talking about that back in May when it won the Palme d'Or, and it's because it, it represents an expansiveness to film culture to include a movie like this in this very mainstream conversation, and I want to see more of that. So of if it wins, if it wins it's a game changer. But it, the fact that it's nominated is a game changer. Too, well, it will so. break the, the the conventional wisdom, which is that no international feature film contender that is also nominated for Best Picture wins Best Picture, and it hasn't happened 11 times. So that's right. a big deal. But I, I'm going to go with it anyway, based on two or three things. One, the preferential ballot, which... If people do use it the way it's intended, and and judging from all the people I've talked to who love Parasite and all the things it keeps winning, I'm pretty sure it's the most popular movie. I mean, it really is beloved. It's just a question of do people move it down on their ballot to, so that it doesn't win? I don't see why you would do that. Yeah, I, the, the whole question of can you vote in both, do, do, does voting for a movie for a foreign or international feature somehow make you less likely to vote for Best Picture? It's being tested this year more than ever before. But you don't it has vote been tested for Best before. Picture. All you do is put your films in a ranked order of preference. Right. That's why I think this could happen this time. Right. Even if even if you prefer, like say Hollywood, because it's Parasite ends up being ranked fairly highly, it still it still ends up benefiting from that process. If a lot, if 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 the evidence is is there that enough people love this movie, it could win. So, Which movie we'll has see. the demonstrable PGA, DGA <laughs> momentum, BAFTA momentum, box office momentum? Nineteen Seventeen, of course. But then you had the SAG win for Parasite and none of the actors nominated, but it means there's a lot of actors who support Parasite and that's a big part of the Academy. I'm taking the guilds with a grain of salt because I think they're less reflective of the Academy voters than they used to be now that the Academy has changed. The guilds yeah, haven't changed. I mean, that's a fair point, but uh, I mean, at, at the same time... And the SAG is the SAG-AFTRA. So it really right. it hasn't been lining up as well in the last few years. Yeah, well, I mean that 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 accounts for the weirdness of it. That, 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 I mean, it's a good thing for Parasite. It's a sign of mainstream support. 
by the actors. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, okay, let's hope that this is one of the good ones for you, Anne, because I'm totally on that wavelength. Let's see what happens. We'll be wandering around this, this weekend talking to various nominees and other people who are all going to be exhausted and just want to be over with it. But whatever happens, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about when it's all over. So it's been, it's been fun. I mean, all things considered, I'm looking forward to, uh, to finishing it. So let's finish it I think it you're style. looking forward to not talking about it anymore. <laughs> I, I will tell you what, what, what it'll be fun to do is to talk about Berlin. Um, yeah. The new stuff that could theoretically follow patterns that have been constructed this year. Like, is there a parasite phenomenon around the corner? That kind of thing. So there is a continuity to this conversation. We were talking about it a bit with Roma last year. So if, if that keeps going this year, whoever, you know, finds a way to get that kind of movie out there, it, 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 it is a continuation of this conversation. So I'm excited about that. Definitely. Okay. But also <laughs> let's finish this one and, and then see move you, on. See you soon. See you out West, Anne. Bye.